You're listening to the Therapy for Women podcast with licensed therapists Amanda White, Fern Formel, and Gabby Salomone. Whether you're contemplating therapy for the first time, already in therapy, or reconsidering it, this podcast will empower you with tips, advice, and plenty of real talk so you can get the most out of your sessions. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Therapy for Women podcast. Um, We're really excited today because we are talking about wedding planning stress. So Gabby and Fern, how are you guys? You're both planning weddings right now. Yes. Around the same time. Yes. Yes. Yes, Yeah, like two months apart, actually. Yeah. (laughs) So Fern's yours is in October? August. August, sorry. (laughs) And Gabby's is in June. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So we are both, you know, opposite ends of the summer, which is quickly approaching. Gabby, you're less than six months away, not to rub that in or anything. Yes, less than six months. I can uh, look at my Zola countdown um, and tell mm. you exactly how many days. 161. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah. How has the process been for you so far, Gabby? I kind of went into it with like the idea that like I'm going to get all the things I can get done as fast as possible mm. so I don't have to spend a ton of time thinking about this and stressing about this. So we got engaged on a Friday and we were at the church booking the church on a Tuesday. <laughs> that sounds right. Later. <laughs> um, and then we were at the reception venue the following week. Yes. I, I got like majority of the planning done mm-hmm. within a month and a half, maybe two months. And then I was like, okay, whatever. And then you had a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yes. And now things are coming back. Yes. Yes. So now we're at the, you know, point of food tasting, cake tasting. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to meet and talk about like, what is your ideal vision for the day? I don't <laughs> I don't have one. I'm getting married. That's the vision. <laughs> I'm getting married. I don't really have a vision. We're just kind of doing this. What are people's visions, I guess? Like I feel like people spend a lot of time on Pinterest. Well, maybe yeah. that's my elder millennial coming out. Like, <laughs> Listen, I love Pinterest. I do too. I don't know how you plan a wedding without it. I don't no, get I it. agree. No, no. Um, but yeah, like I think like that or like they spend a lot of time on like social media looking at like mm-hmm. all the other things people are doing without really like thinking about like does this really feel like it's them? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that I see out there, I'm like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about like a signature cocktail. Oh shush! Signature cocktails are so cute, Gabby. They are so cute, <laughs> <laughs> but not for Gabby. They're not really for me because nobody's really going to probably drink what I'm drinking. And that's fine. <laughs> no, but Gabby, you make a good point. Like I do think. Like with just general wedding planning, like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of like, uh, not just like from friends and family, right? But you're right from like social media, like what should you do? What shouldn't you do? And it can really take away from you making your wedding about like you and your partner. Yes. Yes. That is definitely like the biggest thing I keep coming back to is like, does this feel like us, right? Mm. We're having a big wedding, in my opinion. We're inviting like 175, 180 people, and that feels really big to me. And like, I've really struggled with that. Like, mm-hmm. 
it's been a big point of contention Mm -hmm. for us of like, I'd be fine with 90 people there. Mm -hmm. So is it like family that is, you know, obligated to come or what is the... Like, yeah, I guess it's like my family's small. So like there's only a few of us. So like there's not a ton of us. So like the numbers are low there. Sorry, friends. I really extended myself on the number of friends I invited (laughs) and pushed that max number. (laughs) I love them dearly, but like, I was just like, ah, they can come, I guess. It's hard when you're, when you're just like, of course you're going to come. Of course you're going to be invited. And then, um, then you're looking at the numbers. It will be totally honest. I had to rescind some, some people. I mean, I didn't rescind to save the date. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I had told some people that they could come and I had to be like, I'm really sorry. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. I think like that's a big thing. Um, I think the other part maybe is like, I've never really been a wedding person and this is my second marriage. And I had a wedding the first time too. And we invited like 125 people, I think, and like 90 came and that felt fine. But I didn't even want a wedding then. Uh, The fiscally conservative person inside of me screams that this is a bad investment. (laughs) I'm going to have a bad return on my investment. Was Gabby for you? Because I know my partner and I talked, we really heavily considered eloping. We were like, we, especially just like post pandemic prices Mm -hmm. for weddings and everything, like, we really were like, every other day, we're eloping. No, we're going to have a wedding. We're eloping. No, we're going to have a wedding. So, you know, for you and your partner, did you all ever, like, was eloping ever on the table? No, because we have to have a Catholic ceremony. We not have to. We are choosing to have a Catholic ceremony because that is important to both of us. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not saying like you can't have a Catholic ceremony and not have the big reception after. And so that right. was my point. I was like, I don't need the reception. Yeah. It's harder to do though, I think for sure, than eloping, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be like, come to the church. Peace. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's my plan. <laughs> Just not going to show up to the reception. <laughs> like, you guys go have a party. Mm-hmm. We're going to just go to our honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you know, it comes down to now. It's like we're not doing uh, – are you guys doing a first look, Fern? We are because our wedding ceremony doesn't start till 6. Okay. <laughs> so we right. have to. Yeah. Amanda, did you guys do a first look? We did. We did. Um, I mean, we didn't have the – like our wedding what or our ceremony was like non-denominational and it was mm-hmm. at the same place. And also I got married in Florida, so we were bussing people around to different places. So we weren't going to like bust them someplace and be like, see you in three hours. <laughs> like yeah. it needed to be mm-hmm. all together. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. We aren't doing a first look, so – which makes sense with the church and stuff yeah. like that. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. You can also get it done before, which I would like to, so I can enjoy okay. my cocktail hour that yeah. I'm paying for. Um, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big motivation for us. We're like, we're paying for this cocktail yeah. hour. We are going to be a part of it. Yeah. So we actually moved the ceremony time up because I was like, I would like to try to get pictures done in mm-hmm. an hour to try to get there to mm-hmm. enjoy some of it. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, and your your you know church isn't far from your reception venue. So no. like what Tam- Amanda was saying, right? You don't have to bus people 
like from one place three hours later to another place. I I, I think you told me that they, you can like walk to it, yes. can't you? Yes, yeah. it is uh, two nice. blocks from oh, that's so nice. the reception. So it would take longer to put people back on a bus to bring them over to the reception than it would be for them to walk. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely um, does. So, but I think like what people forget about though is like at the end of the day, it's about that ceremony, right? Like mm-hmm. that's at the core of it, what mm-hmm. you're doing that day. It's not actually about the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, I wrote our, because I'm, I'm a crazy person, I wrote our whole ceremony. <laughs> Hey, it's okay. Listen, I have a friend who's also getting married and she's doing like the same exact thing. She's like, I'm going to tell you exactly what to say because I'm their yeah. officiant. And I was like, yeah. yeah, just tell me what to do. I'll oh, show you. I it. love that you're their officiant for him. That's, That's so cute. But yeah, I agree. I felt I felt that way too. Like we did our own vows, which was really important to us. And um, it was really special because it was all – because we thought about it. You know, I do think a lot of people just are like the party is mm-hmm. the party is the main event, but getting married is actually why you're there. Yes. Yeah. And the getting married part like is important. Like, mm-hmm. and I really just, I think like part of like what I struggle with, with the reception part of a wedding is that it's not a, really about the two of you at that point. It's about the other mm-hmm. people, right? There's mm-hmm. so many other people there that you really don't get a ton of time with your yeah. significant other that you just, you know, told everybody, you know, that you love and you want to spend the rest of your life with and you, you know, took the vows. And so then you don't really get to have that like initial glowing period. Sometimes it feels like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you always see brides and grooms at weddings and they just seem so flustered. And I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I think there are some ways to combat those things, right? So like I was, I'm in, for anyone who's listening, there are, and lives in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, there are several Facebook bride groups. If you still use Facebook, that can be really helpful, (laughs) but also really stressful. Yeah. So proceed with caution. Um, (laughs) But I've seen a couple things on there that was like, you know, don't leave like your spouse's side. Like Mm -hmm. not like a – not like they have to follow you to the bathroom or anything. But basically like it's really easy to get separated on Mm -hmm. your wedding day. And Amanda, you can probably actually talk Mm -hmm. talk to this too. But um, like it's really easy to get separated because this person wants to talk to you, then that person wants to talk to you, and then you got to go do this and you got to do that. And like, you're right, Gabby, you don't, sometimes you might not spend as much time together as you would like to on your, yeah. your like wedding night, pre-wedding night, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can, what we, like after the ceremony, we took like 30 minutes by ourselves which was mm-hmm. nice, like yeah. half of the cocktail hour. And like, you know, some of it involved pictures and stuff like that. But we also loved our photographer. So it was very natural. But um, I think that's like a good thing. It was a good thing that we kind of like were able to regroup before going in. Because at least in my experience, I never understood why people felt so excited after they walked down the aisle. I was kind of just like, yeah, it's exciting, but like you didn't really do that much like to have the but like there was huge relief. Like it did yeah. feel like this big weight off your shoulders, honestly, and that like it was really relieving. Yeah, it was like nice to enjoy that like privately and not have to just go talk to a million people right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, you know, um having that like little bit of separation time and giving you that space, you know. Because, yeah, like you walk back down the aisle and it is relieving. You're like, that part's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I got married the first time 
back in 2010. No, no, I lied. 2009, 2009, guys. Um, But, you know, that whole thing of like planning it and getting, you know, doing it and getting it done and, you know, the relief of it, it is like a weight off your shoulders. And back then, like, so like we were talking about this a little bit before we got on of like, who's helping to plan and are they involved or not involved? And first time, my first time around, he was not involved at all. And it was really stressful because then it was like on me and our budget was a lot tighter even back then. Yeah, because we were younger, like newer in our careers. Um, And yeah, like we financed a lot of it ourselves Mm -hmm. that first go around too. And this time around, like my partner and I are financing a majority of it ourselves too. And my dad helped the first time, but I don't want them helping this time. There's no like, there's absolutely no shame in having family help or or having whoever pay for it completely. Like, but I will say say as, as someone who is um, very protective of her finances and money, there's something really uh, satisfying about being able to pay for your wedding like mm-hmm. complete like yourself like and I, I'm not paying for mine completely myself. My parents are also helping. There is something really satisfying about being able to say like, oh, I just paid I was telling you all I just paid yeah. for our rehearsal dinner this morning and like this mm-hmm. decorative ceiling piece that we're mm-hmm. getting because it's pretty and we want it. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's really nice to be able to be like, yeah, like I'm paying for that. Like I bought my dress, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the millennial in me, I'll say it right here, right now. I'm lucky I got a Haley Page dress, guys. (laughs) Haley Page still makes beautiful gowns, okay? Even though she's not designing her own gowns right now. She can't even, her name isn't her name anymore, which is. Oh, it's not? It's a whole nother. It's, it's a, a whole, whole nother. It's a whole nother podcast. Probably Amanda and I could go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know any of this information. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll fill you in later. We will. Um, <laughs> but yes, you know, being able to be like, I was able to afford that. Like, I'm. It's not a new design. It's actually one of her designs because it's a couple mm-hmm. years older. Still, that's you know pretty. I don't know, like satisfying. I guess. Yeah, yeah it feels good. Yeah. Well, I also think there's the dynamic of if you're if someone is paying for your wedding. My parents paid for most of my wedding. There is a lot of strings attached. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of it was. I really struggled with. There was opinions. I had to do certain things that I didn't want to do and I mean I was very lucky my parents mostly really let me do what I wanted to do but there were a couple things that my parents cared about that you know it's like we're paying for this so these people are coming you know (laughs) like there are there are things like that (laughs) it's like we had to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with my partner's mother that like Mm -hmm. no these people that knew him when he was a child do not need to be at our wedding his Mm -hmm. babysitter does not need to be (laughs) at our wedding (laughs) like my parents have been honestly really really great about that and it might be the benefit of just being the youngest of six my parents are probably just like we've been through this we've done this before (laughs) yeah I was the first to get married and I'm the only girl so I think there was a lot of expectations and excitement and we're living through you in this kind of yeah 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 if you talk to my oldest sibling who's my also my oldest sister she would say the same thing right that there was definitely more I think expectations and opinions when she Mm -hmm. got married however many years ago (laughs) versus like now my parents are are pretty relaxed about everything but my partner's family we both Mm -hmm. come from really big families and he had a phone call 
uh, relatively recently with some family members being like, you're not inviting so-and-so. And he was like, no, I have no relationship with them. Like mm-hmm. why? And Gabby on the same, we're inviting about like 170 as well. And so it's like, why are we going to invite more people that yes. he hasn't talked to probably since he was a baby? He has no relationship with. Like they don't yes. care about us getting like, married. We're not inviting people that we like regularly go to dinner with. Right. To then invite people, I'm going to air quote here, family, mm-hmm. that we don't even see, that we yeah. don't even talk to, like, on a weekly basis. Yeah. And there's people that we talk to regularly that aren't invited because just numbers weren't working. And that's because of obligation. It's it's a little different. I have a small family. My partner has a larger family. He is an only child, technically, but his parents have a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins and all that Mm -hmm. and so we've had to like really skim down like on that side too of like no second and third cousins can't come sorry yeah Yeah. I guess for like anyone who's because we could just like rant probably about our (laughs) (laughs) weddings forever but I am curious like for someone who's listening to us right Mm -hmm. now and being like okay like I'm in the same situation like how do I navigate Mm -hmm. those conversations how do I tell people like we're not inviting your great aunt's sister's cousin's boyfriend (laughs) and like still be able to ideally maintain the relationship with the person who's asking them to invite that person. I usually go to if we're not seeing them or talking to them regularly, that means they're not really playing a big role in our lives. And we really want people that know us Mm -hmm. to be there and be a part of our day. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down. Like that's my – like what I've gone to. That's what I've said. That's definitely like one of those boundaries that people will get upset because Mm -hmm. they're losing something. We're actually like saying what you need in that moment and not saying yeah. no to yourself to say yes to them because how sad would you be that day of your wedding that, you know, somebody you don't even know is there yeah, and somebody that you really care about isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to phrase it, Gabby. I did a lot of like acknowledging people's good intentions and being like, I understand that. I mean, this isn't what I would say, but I think what's interesting about this whole thing is like when people, like I can see this with my friends who have kids, like Mm -hmm. I like love their kids and I'm like, I know you, but like they don't know me, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think there is something interesting about adults who like knew you as a kid that feel like they know you still. And it's like, you don't know me at all. I'm like a complete, like you knew me as a child. Yes. Yeah. We actually had, my partner had to have a, uh, awkward conversation with one of his groomsmen's parents of no you're not invited that save the date was addressed to your son and (laughs) his partner not you even though we know you have the same name it was not addressed to you sorry Mm -hmm. i had to have a very similar conversation with one of my like little cousins um, she was so sweet. She, you know, sent me a message and was like, we saw your save the date. Like, we're so excited. We'll be there. Oof. And I had to be like, that was for your mom. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's it gets more complicated because, the, again, I come from a really big family. So, like, one of her sisters is invited, but the rest mm-hmm. of them are, like, on the, quote, B list. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, like, extremely close with that sister. Like, we kind of mm-hmm. – she grew up as, like, one of my, you know, like, closest cousins. Yeah. I was probably way more apologetic than I needed to be. But I was. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. 
I would love to have you there. We just, we're inviting a lot of people. Like if people can't come, I'd still love to have you. Like keep it on your calendar. I just can't make any promises. So I probably lean more on the apologetic side, but it is a really awkward conversation to have to be like, you're on the B list. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Or not on the list. Not on the list. Not on the list at all. Because I think that used to be really big too, is like inviting your friends' parents to mm-hmm. your wedding, right? Like I think yeah. – I feel like that was a really big thing for a long time and I've noticed that people have gotten away from that. Like mm-hmm. my sister just got married and like that that wasn't at her wedding. She had also a very small wedding too and I think that's the thing that's like there's a generation that maybe doesn't understand that because that yeah. used to be the norm and now yeah. it's not. Yeah, weddings have certainly changed. That's for sure. Here's yeah. another hot bu- button topic, right? Like what are the cringeworthy quote-unquote traditions that you are not into, guys? <laughs> like garter whatever? Yeah. Garter toss, yes. Yeah. I just like – I see videos of it and I like laugh, but then I imagine myself in the middle of a dance floor with my soon-to-be husband's like – or at that point, husband's head up my dress <laughs> – in front of your parents and your grandparents? In front of my – yeah. It feels real uncomfortable. <laughs> totally. I didn't totally. do it for my first wedding. And I that was like a big thing, right? Yeah. <gasps> You're not doing that? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People were really surprised that I'm not tossing my bouquet. I didn't toss my bouquet. Do you know how much flowers cost? <laughs> <laughs> they're, no. Mm-hmm. They're like – a. A bouquet toss, like a tosser bouquet, is like $50 extra. No, thank you. Yeah. I also think, I just kept thinking about like anytime I've been single at a wedding, I've never wanted to go to the dance floor and line up to catch a bouquet. No. I've literally hidden and not wanted to be a part of that. So that was my like orientation of yeah. it. Somewhere in the world, there is a video of me batting down a bouquet that was thrown towards me and I literally <laughs> smacked it down and walked away from it. Yeah. That sounds on brand, Gabby. <laughs> but like, I think it really comes to what you want, what you yes. like, what feels yes. comfortable to you. You know, I, I think in the the best, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but I think the coolest way to have a wedding is to have one that really represents you and your partner and people mm-hmm. walk away from the wedding being like, that's so them. Or yes. yeah. they learned more about you guys from mm-hmm. being there versus you're just doing the whole thing because their parents paid for it and maybe they wish they could elope and they're mm-hmm. uncomfortable and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree, right? Like, Because, of course, everyone has their own opinions, right? Like yeah. I might think the – garter retrieval is cringy (laughs) but someone else might be like I think that's like hot or romantic or whatever and if that's what you think then like Mm -hmm. good please do that at your wedding like at the end of the day and my partner likes to remind me about this all the time not just in wedding planning but in life that there are no rules and like you can make your wedding Mm -hmm. anything and everything you want it to be Within your own, like, financial capabilities, obviously. <laughs> but, like, you know, and – but yeah. I agree with you, Amanda. Didn't you – I think you told me that at your wedding, you all did, like, fun facts on your cocktail napkins, right? 
We did. I was, I mean, I'm, if you follow me on social media, you know how into branding I am. So I like very much branded our wedding. We had a hashtag that was like the brand of the wedding. So yeah, my favorite part was like, I loved the little details of we did fun facts on cocktail napkins. We picked the songs very, very specifically, like our first dance, our, you know, this the song I walked down to the aisle to, like all of those. We had a last dance, which I highly recommend if you haven't thought about it. It was a really special moment, really cool. And we put something on the back of the menus that says like, I think it was the why behind our songs that explained why we picked those songs, which I thought was fun. But I'm also like a very nosy, detail-oriented person. And when I go to weddings, I'm like, I wonder why they picked this song. What is meaningful about it to them? So that was why I was like, I'm going to provide all the details that <laughs> that I can. <laughs> and some people won't care or read, but some people will and be interested. Have you all come across any um, couples that like when I say don't have a budget for their wedding, I don't mean that they like have infinite amounts of money. I mean, literally, they're just going head first into wedding planning and have not talked about a budget at all. I think the only way that people do that is if their family is paying for it and that yeah. their family just says, we don't care. What I've come across is it's sometimes these are couples that like are putting all of their wedding like through credit, right? That, exactly. Oh. That's the reaction I have. So I'm glad that <laughs> – I am always amazed because it's happened a couple times where I've come across couples where they're like, we're just planning and like paying for things as we go. And I'm like, it's one thing, like I spent money on things that I'm sure people would be like, why would you do that? Like I paid for a videographer for my wedding. My parents were like, that's stupid. That's dumb. Absolutely not. You don't need one. And I was like, I don't care. This is really important to me. I'm paying for the memories. (laughs) I really cared about it. I also really wanted, like, this is, like, silly, but, like, I wanted to meditate with my friends the day of the wedding. And one of my good friends is, like, an amazing yoga and meditation teacher. So she, like, led the meditation. And part of the video is us, like, meditating before the day. And so it's just, like, yeah, I think it's you get to decide. And for me, I think people who don't understand why people spend money on weddings, I really felt like, not that this is the most important day of my life, but it felt like this is a culmination of our mm-hmm. relationship and everything we've been through. And I want it to be like a creative expression of our love. Yeah. But yeah, so I think doing what you want with that. But I think there's a distinction, right, between people who are planning weddings or taking out mortgages or doing things because they want it to look yes. good. And I think that's where mm-hmm. social media – and I flirted the line with that mm. for sure. I would see someone do something and I would be like, oh, my God, do I need mm. to do that? Should I do that? You know, and you got to like really come back to like – what are yes. your values? What's important to you and your partner? Have you been struggling with seasonal depression? We have some great workshops and groups coming up this spring that I wanted to just quickly tell you about. And they're all virtual, which means that you can access them um, wherever you are in the world. So we have a seasonal affective disorder and how to cope workshop that's coming up. That's going to be on February 20th at seven o'clock. It's $20. We also have a really great DBT skills group coming up. Um, if you know very much about DBT, it's one of the gold standards of therapy of how to regulate your emotions. You're going to walk away from that 
group with tangible skills. Um, we've gotten this request for a while, so we're so excited to bring it to you all. It's four classes that will meet April 5th, 12th, 19th, and 26th. And it's 175 for the package of the four, and each workshop or group will build off of the other. And finally, on Thursday, April 13th, we have an insomnia and anxiety workshop um, that's going to be led by one of our therapists, also going to be online, $20. So if you're interested in any of these um, workshops, we'll link them in the show notes, or you can just visit therapyforwomencenter.com slash events. We love like art and we actually got engaged at the art museum like out back. And so like then when I saw the live painter, I was like, oh, this is great. And so then I went down a rabbit hole and (laughs) I don't know, we'll say. I think it's cool though. I think it's cool too. It would be really like cool experience to have and add. And I think definitely like going into like some of this stuff, like that's you, Mm -hmm. right? Like that as you as a couple, why our acoustic, you know, guitar player that we're having at the cocktail hour Mm-hmm. is somebody that we yeah. know like he's very local he's very um you know delco where we're from <laughs> so he's you know kind of like a staple in our group of friends and so him being there is important to us yeah. so like yeah like we want him there and he'll definitely play songs that are very out of the box but like people from delco will definitely know what mm-hmm. they are i'll apologize in advance <laughs> to people not from delco <laughs> Mm-hmm. It comes down to, right, it's like, yeah, you – I'm going to use the term should here, right? You should spend your money on your wedding mm-hmm. how you want to spend that money. I think my – like when I meet with couples, for example, for like therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And and then it's like, yeah, we're just kind of winging it. And I'm like, I would highly suggest that you talk about your budget and what's important to you yeah. and your values. Like we know that finances mm-hmm. are the number one topic of arguments mm-hmm. in couples. They are one of the number one reasons for divorce as well. Yeah. So like I think that's my point. worry whenever I hear someone being like, Yeah, we'll just figure it out. I'm like the inside of me, the in the internal couples therapist is like, mm-hmm. for your relationship, I really think you should have a conversation, mm-hmm. but it's not my business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so it's it's just slip them a postcard <laughs> saying that. Your local couples therapist. Yeah. So it's it's I should say that even though it can very yeah. much sound like there's judgment there, it's much more like worry, right? Mm-hmm. It's worry about what that means. And then I always have to check myself, right? Because if they're not worried about it, I'm not in their relationship. I, you know, it's not for me to worry mm-hmm. about, but it always because budget was the first thing that we talked about, it's hard for me to like understand how that's not one of the first things that other couples talk about too when it comes to wedding planning. I also think things add up. So it's very hard. Like that's what's I think really hard about wedding planning is you think you have one budget and then like all of these extra things start to happen. And then if you haven't created a container around what you're doing, like a budget that kind of creates a constraint, you can end up spending way more money on things that weren't important to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, I think, I mean, one thing my partner and I did was we talked about what were the most important things for us? Where were we going to spend the majority of our budget? So, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, maybe food is really important to you. Maybe the venue is really important to you. Maybe, you know, all of those, whatever those big things are. So then you have an idea of where you can kind of save and and where you're going to put most of your money towards. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, not just that, but I think the fun things too, right? So like 
what I was just talking about, the ceiling like decoration. That was something where I was like, this is a, this is a splurge and it's a bonus if we can fit it into our budget. For my partner, he really wanted blue uplighting. That was his big thing. <laughs> he was like, blue uplighting. Right. It's like when we got engaged, that was the one thing that he's like, I want that at the wedding. And I was like, I don't really understand this. <laughs> it's so funny and specific to me. <laughs> no, it is. I was like, I mean, okay, like that's fine. So like that's a and it was an extra, right? Like that yeah. wasn't a necessity, mm-hmm. but it was something that he really wanted. Mm-hmm. So it was like, here's our budget yeah. and these are the things we'd like to add if we can afford it. And that was really helpful for us trying to – like as you said, Amanda, right? Like we decided what was super important, what were absolute necessities, and then like the fun things that we wanted to add in there. Some of the biggest – like fun, like the fun things are like the mm-hmm. acoustic good guitar player. We got like the venue that we have is like mm-hmm. all one price for the day, right? Like per person, like it includes the ven- – like there's no yeah. separate venue site fee or any of that stuff there's no separate fee for like up lighting or any of that stuff so like we kind of like lucked out there with that package but you know then it's like okay well we're gonna upgrade then the bar because that's important to us I was like well I drink Prosecco or champagne and that's not in the regular package Mm -hmm. I want that so it just like ended up working out that that was a part of it and then like besides that like it was really that we wanted to keep our location close to where our ceremony was because we didn't want to have people Mm -hmm. like traipsing in and out of like we're getting married in maniunk and if people are familiar with maniunk it is kind of a pain in the butt to get Mm -hmm. to and out of in the summer uh because there's no you're either going down (laughs) kelly drive or the Google and yeah. I don't really want yeah. to do that to people. It's just come in and you're there and yeah. you're there for the night. And so like, that was like the big important thing to us. And I think some of those things are too, like about us as like a couple is like, we don't want to be like stressed having to make sure people know where they're going. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it is about the couple and it's not about really the families and their opinions and all that. And like, if people are feeling like their feelings are being you know, hurt for some reason, it's, you know, sometimes it's just okay to like sit Mm -hmm. and talk with them about what is actually coming up for them and why Mm -hmm. they're upset. And really hearing that a lot of times it's not even about the couple, Mm -hmm. it's about that person themselves and their opinion about like what they think the wedding should be. Or their fears. Like I think parents, they can have fears about what their friends Mm -hmm. or family will think about. Like there was a lot of that at my wedding of like, if we don't do this, what will people think? And I think that's where, you know, like there are different ways to set boundaries as we were talking about, but I think acknowledging, you know, I know this is coming from a good place. I know you care about the wedding being beautiful, Mm -hmm. or I know that you care, you know, I know that I'm your child and, you know, you want to feel proud to be at the wedding and then kind of, you know, being like, and like, this is my wedding. I only have one opportunity Mm -hmm. to do this and I really want it to be you know, an expression yeah. of of me. And maybe yeah. there are some, you know, if someone's paying, I think that's where like boundary negotiation comes in. Like alcohol was not something that was important to me, obviously, at my wedding because I don't drink. Yep. <laughs> um, and I have a ton of sober friends. So a lot of people who are there were sober, but it was like very important to my family because of the, you know, people that were there. So that was where I even though it wasn't important to me and I didn't care about it, I like compromised because that was something mm-hmm. they wanted. 
So there, there may be some yeah. room for negotiation too, whether it's with your family or your partner. Yeah. Because that's another topic. The only like other thing too is like sometimes thinking about even like attire, right? Like what's you want versus like what do other people want versus even, you know, depending on your venue is Right. What allowed. is allowed. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, sometimes mm-hmm. churches have dress codes. Very true. <laughs> so when when it comes to wedding planning, I'm curious about all of our answers. What was or what has been the most stressful thing about wedding planning and how have you – worked through it or how did you work through it if you have (laughs) well I'll go first because I my wedding was over three years ago so we worked through it (laughs) good 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 (laughs) we made it I think for me it was because my family contributed a lot it was navigating their expectations and hopes versus I mean I'll say like my wedding was like very non-traditional like I told people when I was planning my wedding, I was like, I don't want this to look like a wedding. Like black was one of my colors. So um, it was like moody and stuff. I didn't love flowers. I loved plants. So there was like plants everywhere, but there weren't that many flowers. Um, So we also got married in like, you know, my my family, I think, really expected that we would go to like a country club or, you know, a ballroom or something like that. And we – literally got married in a plant store and then walked next door. And this reception was like in this like industrial, like empty space. Yeah. I love that. It's adorable. Which I loved, but yeah, it was different. So I think for me it was, yeah, balancing the expectations of other people, balancing, you know, even my partner's family, what their expectations and hopes were. And we wanted a really small wedding. So it was really keeping Mm -hmm. the guest list. I mean, we we did it in Florida, which was away, so that helped with the guest mm-hmm. list. Always. <laughs> Definitely. Of course. Yeah. yeah, destinations always help. But yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of opinions. There's a lot to navigate. You want people to be happy. You want people to be excited. And you also want to stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And how do you navigate that? And I think it's important. Like I want to remind people who are planning weddings, you know, I think it's impossible to plan one without disagreements, without maybe people's feelings being hurt yes. without ruffling some feathers if you're sticking to what you want. And like, right, just because you upset some people or some people are offended doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Also doesn't mean that those relationships are doomed or over. When we're sticking to our values, not everyone's going to agree because they have different values than us. And that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very true. Mm. Yeah. What about you guys? Gabby, you want to go first? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, the hardest thing, honestly, has been, like, Mm. the guest count and the guests that are coming. Yeah, like, really managing, like, I guess, families' expectations of who should be invited and who shouldn't. And, you know, even pushing them about, like, the people that they are inviting. Like, why Mm -hmm. why are we inviting them? Just because they're a friend doesn't really, like, mean that they know us, right? But then there's that part of it that's, like, the expectation of, like, well, we're helping to contribute here. And so it's like, well, your list should not be larger than the bride's list. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe we should go back again (laughs) and doing a little negotiating there. 
I think my biggest part of this has been really like the point of like, I want this to feel like us and having a bunch of people there that don't really know us Mm -hmm. together has been, you know, kind of a point of sticking for us. You know, we started dating again in the middle of the pandemic. So like there wasn't a lot of going out and hanging out with like in groups. It was just the two of us a lot of times. And then kind of moving into like this next phase of life. And a lot of our friends have kids and stuff. So like, that's a topic. We just don't get to see people, right? Like we just don't get to see people as much. So it's not that they're not our friends. It's just like we don't get to see them like we used to. So I think what we've both said, Gabby, and I'm sure Fern will echo this as a couples therapist, is I think also really importantly, it's like you and your partner versus the problem, right? Instead of you versus your partner is where Mm -hmm. I think things get really, really tough for people in wedding planning. Definitely. That's like my favorite thing to remind couples of. Like it's always going to be the two of you versus everything else. It has to be. Right. Because some couples I think, right, it's like my side of the family Mm -hmm. versus your side of the family instead of like what do we want and then how do we tell this to our families. Yeah. Well, even like my partner and I, like when I think about the most stressful thing, like we kind of had a little bit of of that when it came to like family and actually having kids at the wedding specifically. So – I would Mm -hmm. say I have two things that were most stressful for me so far. One was actually like just getting into the process of wedding planning. Like I was very stressed that we were going to have to compromise because we wouldn't find a venue that we loved. I also felt the same way about my wedding dress Mm -hmm. though. Like this might just be a personality (laughs) thing where I was like, there's no way I'm going to find a wedding dress that I love on me, on my body. And of course, like two days into wedding dress shopping, I found the dress that I loved and bought. (laughs) So that's probably more just like a personality thing. But I was, I was really stressed that like we just weren't going to find something that we could afford that could fit the amount of people that we were looking for that was within a reasonable distance you know that was what we wanted and so once we picked the venue all of my stress was just like it like deflated right it was like oh okay we're good we're I'm fine now I'm stress-free so like that was a big thing for me and and thankfully my partner is very involved in the wedding planning process so he definitely took on a lot of the communicating with um, different venues which was really helpful for me because I was like this is a lot of people to talk to and a lot of choices and I like, I don't know. And so yeah, I say lean on your partner for that one <laughs> if you can. But what my partner and I actually relatively recently was having a conversation about kids. So um, at the wedding. And uh, so I have six nieces and nephews. I have three nieces, three nephews. And we had agreed a long time ago that we didn't want kids at the reception. And that we didn't want any other kids there except like direct nieces and nephews. He doesn't have any. So that like makes it pretty small. It's just (laughs) mine. Yeah. But what was tricky is all of my family is flying in, right? So it's like, Mm. well, like how do we Mm. like say that your kid can come to the ceremony, but they can't come to the reception? And where do we leave them? And how do we get childcare? And and I am not as strict about not having kids at the reception. So it was really hard for me to – not be like, well, let's just let them be there. Like, it's not a big deal. And my partner was like, I yeah. do not want kids at our reception. Where it gets tricky is that so two of my nieces and nephew are going to be 15. One's going to be 12. One will be seven. And the other two will be three. So it's really the youngest, the, the two three-year-olds. And it was something that we we just like sat on our couch and we like faced each other. And we just had a really long, in-depth conversation of like where we were missing each other when we were trying to communicate about it. And like, why it was important to him and why this part wasn't so important to me. And like that a lot of it for him actually was like that reassurance that I had his back 
because he knows how close I am with my family. And like, I'm sure people listening to this and the two of you may even disagree with this, but um, my partner isn't necessarily above my family. I consider him probably more equal. They are the most important people in my life. And so is he. So like, in that sense, but he needed to know that, like I had his back and I wasn't just going to be like, yeah, it's fine because that is more of my personality. I'm like, eh, it's not a big deal. What I will say to anyone <laughs> who is listening and is like, yeah, my, you know, my partner and I were on opposite sides of this, like really outside of like you're in the depths of wedding planning, like you're trying to make a decision right then and there, like try to have a moment where you do just sit and you say, okay, let's talk about this topic, right? We're not trying to make a decision. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to solve this necessarily. I just want to hear why this is important to you. I want you to hear why this is important for me. And let's try to find some common ground because like there are going to be things potentially that come up where one way matters a lot to one of you and the other way matters a lot to the other. And you're yeah. going to have to find a compromise in that. So we resolved it. So Happy ending to that, and we will not be having kids at our reception, but they'll be there at the wedding, and that was like a compromise yeah. for me that they got to see their aunt and their uncle get married. Yeah, and that was like that's you know having that conversation. That's what I realized that that's what was important that I wanted my family to be there so they could all be in pictures. I wanted them yeah. to see the ceremony, especially my goddaughter is like very enamored with weddings right now. So like yeah. she wrote me a handwritten letter that was like, I really, 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 really want to go to your wedding. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. And like uh, we are going to have, you know, one of them is going to be a flower girl. The two littlest are going to be like not her bodyguards, but, you know, they'll be like her escorts or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like y- you can find compromise. You just have to be honestly willing to compromise. That's the biggest thing. So that would be my advice. Just sit down, listen to each other, try to find the compromise. I think that's a really good tip, Fern. I think that is a great one, Fern. Well, we hope that, yeah, we hope that this episode was helpful and provided you with some reassurance and some insight. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to say? I'm sure if there's other topics that come up around weddings, yeah, ask us. We'll talk about it. You can also go to therapy during wedding planning. I've literally had people like you can go to couples therapy. You can go to therapy yourself. It can be really helpful too. Absolutely. And just know that like everyone's wedding is going to be different and that like everyone's going to have different stressors, but you're certainly not alone in potentially feeling stressed about weddings because like it's a big life event it's a big party it's a big moment there's there can be a lot of pressure around it and to just know that like pretty much everyone who's wedding planning yeah is feeling that and so like it's everybody (laughs) all right everyone thanks so much for listening we will see you next week thank you Bye. thanks for listening to the therapy for women podcast to suggest a topic submit a question or find a qualified therapist Visit therapyforwomencenter.com.